Good morning. It's 11 minutes before 8 a.m. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Wednesday, June 9th, 2021. I'm Peter Apathy with Raven News. When a child receives his or her first library card, it often comes with a couple of lessons. First, the card is a window to the rest of the world, to endless knowledge and adventure found in the pages of books. And the second? Well, if you return those books late, you'll be charged a fee. And that's no longer the case at the Sitka Public Library. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports. That's the sound of a scanner at the Sitka Public Library's circulation desk. Every day, the scanners beep hundreds of times as librarians record each book that's checked out. In May alone, Sitkins checked out over 5,000 items at the library. Books get scanned a second time when they're checked back in. But not all books come back right away. Until this week, patrons who didn't return their tomes on time would owe a fee. Now, as long as the book is brought back in decent condition, it's fine free. Library director Jessica Yeremia says the decision to ditch late fees is part of a nationwide trend. Anchorage's library got rid of fines last year, and she says that most other libraries in Alaska have scrapped them too. And we're just one of a handful of libraries left that are still charging overdue fines. Under the previous policy, Sitka Public Library charged five cents a day for overdue books and a dollar a day for DVDs. If a library patron accrued too many fines, they'd be barred from checking out items until they paid down the account. Yuramia says the fines created a barrier for people who wanted access. But if you are someone who has more disposable income, see, that's not a problem. But if you do not have disposable income, it prevents you from coming. And for many different reasons, some people are just embarrassed and they can't come and pay it off. So they just don't even come at all. Um, They may not even allow their kids to come because they're afraid they will accrue late fines that they cannot pay. And, And that's just, you know, sad. The revenue from late fines makes up less than 1% of the library's operating budget. Yermia estimates that the money they earn in fines, in 2019 it was around $5,000, doesn't offset the cost in staff time. Dropping fees wasn't the only change. The library user policy was also revised to ease some requirements around proof of residency. Before, you had to have a a proof of a permanent residence. And you had that would come in the form of a voter's registration, an electric bill, something like that. And so not everybody in the community has that. You know, some people have unstable housing. Some people are couch surfing. Some people are just brand new to town. And they're really trying to get, you know, their feet on solid ground, um, trying to find housing. And we would still like them to be able to come to the library and get a library card. When the Sitka Assembly met on Tuesday, it unanimously approved the changes without debate or pushback from the public. Yuramia hopes it will spur people who have blocks on their library accounts to come back. Well, you know, if you have if you have overdue books, bring them back. Bring them back in and come back to the library. The revised policy isn't totally toothless, though. The library also loans out equipment like laptops and projectors. Those still have late fees, and patrons will still be required to pay for books that are lost or damaged. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose.
Construction on the new Catlian Bay Road triggered a landslide on Sunday near Mosquito Point, but the road won't need to be rerouted. In an interview with KCAW, Department of Transportation Representative Sam Dapsovich said the ground was saturated from recent rains and blasting in the area during construction caused the soil to break free. Dapsovich did not yet know the length of the slide, but said the contractor's blast consultant will issue a report with more details soon. Slides have been common during the construction of the road. Dapsovich said it's the 16th slide since the state broke ground on the project two years ago. In 2019, a man working construction on the project died after the excavator he was operating slid into the water. Sunday's slide was reported to the Department of Environmental Conservation due to debris entering the bay. Governor Mike Dunleavy's administration plans to present a few revenue options for lawmakers to consider during the second special session later this summer. State Revenue Commissioner Lucinda Mahoney told lawmakers on Tuesday the options would include the governor's proposal to expand gambling in the state. She says the administration is seeking more detailed analysis of how much money it would raise. What is more important about that initiative is the economic impacts of that industry on our, in our economy and the potential to diversify the economy. Mahoney says there will be, quote, a few more revenue measures presented to legislators, but she only hinted at what those might be. These new revenue measures are very different than any tax that we've seen in Alaska. They're more modern, uh, but we are still fleshing them out. Mahoney says the administration is working on an update as to how much money different revenue proposals would raise. The Department of Revenue presented estimates a year ago that ranged from just over $2 million from legalized gambling on card games to more than $1 billion if the state were to adopt a sales and use tax similar to one in South Dakota. Nonpartisan experts estimate the gap between what the state would raise and what it would spend under Dunleavy's permanent fund dividend proposal to be $1 billion per year over the next decade. The administration estimates it to be smaller. There are 10 days left in the first special session. As summer fishing seasons gear up and get started, Wrangell community groups gathered at the Wrangell Mariners Memorial to wish safety to anyone on the water and remember those who have lost their lives at sea. KSTK's Sage Smiley has this report from Wrangell's 2021 Blessing of the Fleet. Oh, can you see A handful of boats bobbed outside the breakwater of Wrangell's Heritage Harbor on Sunday afternoon, listening by VHF broadcast to the town's 2021 Blessing of the Fleet. To the delight of the attendees on foot, the morning's cloud cover broke just before the start of the ceremony. The Blessing of the Fleet is a tradition that began centuries ago in Mediterranean fishing communities. Island of Faith Pastor Sue Baleda delivered remarks representing the Wrangell Ministerial Association. And we bless these crafts and their crews in their work, in their play, in their days, in their nights. Be safe, be strong, be fruitful. This day and every day, 
While fleet blessings have been a storied tradition of coastal communities for generations, Wrangell hasn't had a solid annual blessing of the fleet tradition. But the Wrangell Ministerial Association and Wrangell Mariners Memorial Committee aim to revitalize the event at a more permanent space for reflection on lives lost at sea, the Wrangell Mariners Memorial. Committee Chair Jen Miller-Yancey says the memorial is in the final stages of construction. As you can see, we have fresh concrete pour. Thank you everyone for being really careful around that. Uh, the concrete truck was only available this weekend. Wrangell's Mariner's Memorial is an idea that's been in the works for decades, but was formally brought to the city's Port Commission in 2012. Five years later, and after many discussions, a group of Wrangellites formed the Wrangell Mariner's Memorial Committee and got the group nonprofit status. After deciding on a design, the group broke ground on the Mariner's Memorial in late 2018. Over the last year, the site has really taken shape, with the construction of a hexagonal lighthouse pavilion with an 800-pound compass rose in its center, and sweeping, boat-shaped iron walls which will hold the names of the Wrangell Mariners who have passed on. Some of the first names to grace the memorial will be those of Helen and Sig Decker. The 19- and 21-year-old Wrangell sister and brother died along with two of their fishing crewmates in a tragic car crash on Mitkoff Island last year. Some of the funds raised in the siblings' memory were donated to help complete construction of the Mariner's Memorial. To wrap up this year's fleet blessing, Wrangell middle schooler Madeline Davies read the poem If You've Ever Lived on an Island by J. Earnhardt. If you've ever heard the seagulls, the whales, a foghorn, the winds, then you've heard the song of the coastline and the peaceful message it sends. Indeed, if you have lived on an island by the sea, you'll never return to the mainland as your spirit has been set free. One of the assembled boats responded with a honk of thanks as land-based well-wishers milled about, chatting and enjoying local cookies and donuts. The Mariners Memorial Committee hopes to raise up to $25,000 to complete the current phase of construction, finishing the memorial walls and starting to add memorial plaques. After that, it'll be on to landscaping the site. In Wrangell, I'm Sage Smiley. Wrangell hasn't held a King Salmon Derby since 2017, but this year the borough's Chamber of Commerce is bringing back the historic competition for its 66th running. The Chamber's outgoing director, Stephanie Cook, says the community reaction has primarily been of excitement. So we're hoping for a good turnout. Um, I know it's been a while since we've had a King Salmon Derby, and I know people have loved it um, in the past. It's obviously not going to be to the scale as it was before um, because we're just, you know, starting out again, and it'll be definitely smaller. But um, we're looking forward to it and hopeful that we have a great derby. Wrangell's 2021 King, da- King Salmon Derby is scheduled to run from June 15th to June 30th. That's a bit shorter than the King Derbies of the past. Wrangell used to host the longest Salmon Derby in Southeast, running for more than a month through May and early June during the height of the King Salmon Run. And that's all for New- Raven News for this hour. You can listen to or read our stories again on our website at kcaw.org. Thanks so much for tuning